Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is again another opportunity to connect with you and we will keep on doing like this for quite a bit of time until such time that we are allowed to gather again. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just want to thank you and bless you even for this opportunity. An opportunity, O Lord, to learn from you, an opportunity to receive a word from you. I thank you, my Father, that indeed you are, your eyes are moving to and fro upon the face of the earth. You are looking for those whose hearts are loyal toward you, that you may show yourself strong on their behalf. And Father, we are here. We want to receive your word so that we may be directed of you. In the name of Jesus, Spirit of the living God, have your way. Teach us and reveal the truth to us. For Father, you said, men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from your mouth. In Jesus' name we receive this word. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. I just want to say to you that my heart is at peace. Yes, you heard me correctly. My heart is at peace. You may be asking yourself, why do I say that my heart is at peace when the world is in such turmoil? I am at rest, just like Jesus, sleeping in the midst of a storm. It's not about the fact that things around us are going well or not well, but the peace that we have is because of the Jesus that we have in our hearts. What storms are raging around you? I'm aware that the world is currently anxious about the impact of coronavirus on our livelihood. Most people are living in fear of being infected with coronavirus. There is also a big concern about the impact of coronavirus on the economy. But I know that all shall be well. Isaiah 3 verse 10 admonishes me to tell you that it shall be well with the righteous. So I'm saying to you, it shall be well with you. The time of crisis and the time of challenges, it is the time to see what you believe in and how much rooted you are in God's word. It's easy to claim to have faith when there are no challenges, but the genuineness of your faith is seen during trying times. What perfect times <laughs> like now. When the world is in such a state of panic, those who believe in the Lord should inspire people with hope. Because if all of us are despondent and all of us seem to be having no hope, where will this world get hope from? So I'm saying to you, be the source of hope for those around you. Actually, the Church of Jesus Christ is the only hope that this world has. Some of you may feel inconvenienced by the restrictions imposed to limit movements and social gatherings. Some of you are troubled because you cannot gather in your churches during this time. You may feel despondent and at times discouraged when you think of the possible repercussions which can result from these restrictions. I want to remind you that whatever happens, Jesus is still Lord. He is in control of the situation. Nothing takes God by surprise. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ is not in trouble. Because Jesus himself said the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church, his church. So Jesus is taking care of the situation. Let's continue to believe in him and trust in him. Let not your hearts be troubled. 
reminded of what Jesus told his disciples when they were concerned and troubled, as they were anxious when they thought about his imminent departure. So that's why today the Lord has laid this word in my heart that I share with you to say, let not your hearts be troubled. Let's go together to the book of John chapter 14 verse 1. We are going to read it in the New King James Version. John 14 1, it reads, Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. If you believe in the Lord and place your trust in him, your heart will be at peace. Just as I said earlier, I'm really at peace. My heart is at peace. I'm really resting in the Lord and enjoying to be at peace. My heart is not troubled by what's going on around me. It's not that things that are going on around me are not significant or there's no trouble around us. Even in your own life, there are many other things that you may be facing. But the Lord Jesus says, let not your hearts be troubled. We need the peace of God even in times like this. Actually, the same John chapter 14, if you go to verse 27, in the New King James Version still, John 14, 27, it says, Jesus was continuing about this, 14, 27, John. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You can see that Jesus was really all the way out here encouraging his followers that even when in times of uncertainty, your hearts should not be troubled. Take the peace of God in your hearts. Just rest in the fact that God knows God is in charge. Your father is in charge. It doesn't matter what goes on around you. The father is in charge. I know that there are those who are worried about the fact that they will lose their income or even lose their jobs because of the impact of COVID-19 on the economy. Whilst this is a factual reality we face, it is important to remember that for you, child of God, your needs are met according to his riches, glorious riches in Christ Jesus. As the ambassador of the heavenly kingdom, we depend on God for our provision. So it means, even though we are in this world, God still takes care of us. You remember Jesus said to his disciples, if God cares for the birds, how much more will he care for you or his children? So be encouraged. Know that he is caring for you. He is concerned about you. He is concerned about what is going on in the world. But we put everything in his hand because we know he is in charge. Actually, if you go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, we're still reading the New King James Version because you can see that God is already, God's way of economy is a bit different from how we view economy. Because in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, it reads, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So he says he supplies all your need. At every moment, he is your supplier. Trust in him. Believe in him. God provides for us according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And actually, God has his own ways to provide for his own, even during famine. So it means it's not that God can only provide for us when the economy is good. He can provide for us anytime. 
You go throughout the Bible, you will see many examples. There was a time when there was famine, and Isaac sowed during famine, during drought. And in that year, he harvested a very great harvest. I've got a friend whom I know. His business was struggling. His transport business wasn't working well, and it hadn't started. But now during lockdown, which is supposed to be time of famine, his company then was called upon to deliver the cement that's required to urgently construct quarantine sites. Now you see how God works. When he couldn't get his breakthrough, when there was no famine, now during famine, he is being provided for. God is not limited to natural ways to provide for us. I can share this with you from scripture. If you go to the book of 1 Kings chapter 17, from verse 1 to verse 9, let's look at this example now, the example of Elijah. I referred earlier to the example of Isaac. I told you about my friend, but let's also look here in 1 Kings chapter 17 from verse 1 to verse 9. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall be no dew nor rain these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward, and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan, and it will be that you shall drink from the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan, the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening and he drank from the brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Look at this, an amazing story. God is, has his own way of providing. There was no rain. And then uh, Elijah was told to go by the brook. He was directed. And when he went there, the Bible says, I have commanded the ravens. The Lord says, I have commanded the ravens to feed him there. And those ravens were bringing him bread in the morning and in the evening. And they were bringing not only bread, but bread and meat. And you know what ravens eat. They eat meat. So why were they not eating that meat that was supposed to be for Elijah? And also you ask yourself, how did they know where Elijah was? You can see that God has his own supernatural way of doing things. In this portion of scripture, actually he chose two things that are the least likely to be used in our own understanding. The ravens should not have been the ones that were commanded to give the meat to Elijah. Secondly, the widow woman. Because we assume that the widows are usually, most of them are usually poor. So how is it that God didn't look for a rich person and looked for this and something that doesn't eat meat? God was just showing us that he is in control. So all things happen as God is taking charge. When the brook dried up, for Elijah, the Lord had already commanded and made provision. He commanded the widow woman to feed him. So even for you, child of God, 
When one door closes, another door will open up. So it means God is not limited to natural means. I want you to be encouraged about that. Another thing that people are worried about at the moment is that they may be infected by coronavirus and become sick. It sounds like a fair concern. So whilst this is a factual reality that we face, God has promised to protect us from all deadly diseases. A thousand may fall on your side and ten thousand on the other side, but it shall not come near you, child of God. We have to observe all the things that all the precautions that we've been advised to observe, do that. We need to do that. But beyond that, you also need to know that God is protecting you. God is providing for you. So if you go to Psalms 91 from verse 1 to 7, I'll do it in the ERV because it's very specific about God protecting us even from diseases. And it works as you go to him for protection, as you trust in him, as you believe in him, as you rest in him. So Psalms 91 from verse 1 to 7 in the ERV says you can go to God most high to hide. You can go to God all-powerful for protection. I say to the Lord, you are my place of safety, my fortress, my God. I trust in you. God will save you from hidden dangers and from deadly diseases. You can go to him for protection. He will cover you like a bird spreading its wings over its babies. You can trust him to surround and protect you like a shield. You will have nothing to fear at night and no need to be afraid of the enemy arrows during the day. You will have no fear of diseases that come in the dark or terrible suffering that comes at noon. A thousand people may fall dead at your side or ten thousand right beside you, but nothing bad will happen to you. I'm literally reminded about my pastor, Reverend Mandala, the one I grew up under his ministry. He's an excellent teacher of the word. During the week, he was encouraging us during the prayer session. He was encouraging us to pray for the healthcare workers and those who are in the front line of dealing with the coronavirus. He encouraged us to confess Hebrews 13, 6, which says, it, and he made it relevant to this current situation. In other words, he says we need to confess and say, the Lord is my helper. That's what he says. He says, it says, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can anyone do to me. But then if you paraphrase it for yourself, for times such as this, you can say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can coronavirus do to me? I like this. It ties in well with the faith declaration which I sent some of you to confess, to stay in divine health. The word of God is very clear in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. It says they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So the blood of the Lamb, I take it that it represents the covenant that we have with the Lord. But the word of your testimony, I believe it is your confession all the time, confessing what God has said. That's how we, we overcome the enemy. Even in times like this, you need to keep on remembering the covenant that you have with God, but you also need to keep on confessing the promises of God upon your life. Be it promises around protection, be it promises around the healing, be it promises around provision, keep on speaking the word. That is where your victory lies. I just want to remind you that Jesus prayed for his followers that they be protected even from the evil one. So he was aware that in this world we may face challenges, 
We may face things that intimidate and threaten us. If you go to the book of John chapter 17 verse 15, I would read in the Amplified. Jesus is praying here for his disciples, for his followers. John 17 15 Amplified. I do not ask that you will take them out of the world, but that you will keep and protect them from the evil one. This John 17 15 to me is a really a scripture that really blesses me. Because he says, I do not say that you take them out of the world, but that you keep and protect them from the evil one. So we have to remain here in the world, as I said, because there is work to do here. The world needs us, but he's saying we will be protected and covered from the evil one, even in times like this. So if you depend on God, you will experience God's peace that will keep your heart at rest. When I say that my heart is at rest, indeed my heart is at rest. And I believe from the scriptures that you've listened to, what I was sharing with you, you are also starting to have that hope. I want us to conclude by going to the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to verse 9 in the New King James Version. Philippians 6, 4, Philippians 4, 6 to 9 in the New King James Version. It reads, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Did you hear that? Be anxious for nothing. So there are many things that will make you get worried. But he says be anxious for nothing. But in everything. So he, he, he understands that there will be a lot of things that you are concerned about. Make those requests known unto God. Make your supplications. Make your prayers unto God. Because God is taking care. In other words, for you child of God, you know you can pray and things will change. We can pray for our country. We can pray for our families. So make your request known unto God. Don't be anxious. Verse 7 says, And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So the peace of God is keeping my heart. It's guarding my heart in times like these. The peace of God is guarding my mind even in times like these so that I should not be troubled, so that I will rest. When I go to sleep, I sleep and fall asleep, sleep like a baby. I sleep like Jesus, sleeping in the middle of a storm, because I know that God is in charge. I know that God is in control. So verse 8 says, finally, brethren, so I also want to leave you on this note. I say, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatever things are noble, Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, this do, and the God of peace will be with you. So you can see that this is a very good time to conclude that because we need this peace of God. We need the peace of God even in moments like this. So I say for you to have that peace, to keep that peace, you need to take the word of God. You need to know what God has said about you. Focus on what God has said and relax and rest in him. And let him give you that peace that surpasses all human understanding. 
So I say to you, child of God, let not your heart be troubled. Jesus is still Lord. Jesus is still on the throne. Coronavirus or no coronavirus, any challenge that may come our way, we know that God is in control. Let not your hearts be troubled. Stay blessed. Keep on being victorious. Keep on giving people hope around you. Let them have hope because of what you speak. Don't speak the language of defeat. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus our Lord. In Jesus' name, until we connect again next time. But I would just want to pray with you before we conclude. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us pray as we conclude. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you and bless you for the peace that you've given us. Indeed, you've given us the peace not as the world gives. We thank you, Father, that we can rest and relax in you. We trust in you. Even in moments like this, our eyes are upon you. We know that you are the only one who can bring the lasting solution. In the name of Jesus, I pray for your children, all those that are troubled. I say, let not their hearts be troubled. May they trust in you and believe in your word. And know that indeed you are their deliverer. Know that indeed you are their provider. Know that indeed you are their protector. For mighty God, you are our defense. We just want to thank you and bless you. In the name of Jesus. Then we see each other again next time. As I've said, we'll keep on doing this until such time that we are allowed to gather again in our formal settings. Stay blessed and keep on being protected. Let not your heart be troubled. In Jesus' name.